Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sex Queens. I'm Jules. And I'm Maggie. Keeping you on top so you stay hot. Hey, welcome back to Sex Queens. Today we're talking about body image and how that can affect your sex life in the bedroom. Yes. So that do you know this information and make sure that it's not affecting you. Um, but first, today's episode is sponsored by Premium Jane CBD products. Do you struggle with anxiety at night? I know I do. And you're not alone. A third of Americans have trouble sleeping on a regular basis. And can you blame them? It can be challenging to turn off your brain at times, especially with everything that's going on right now. There is, however, some hope, and it comes from a plant. Premium Jane is a U.S.-based CBD company offering incredible natural products like oils, topicals, capsules, and gummies. All of their products are made from completely organic, Kentucky-grown industrial hemp and are third-party lab-tested to ensure purity and quality. CBD is naturally occurring in the industrial hemp plant, and in order to achieve pure quantities, Premium Jane uses top-of-the-line CO2 extraction methods. If you've been searching for a product to help support a sense of calm and to promote healthy sleep cycles, Premium Jane is for you. To find Premium Jane's full range of CBD products, visit them at premiumjane.com and be sure to use coupon code SEXQUEENS, that's S-E-X-Q-U-E-E-N-S, to get 20% off your purchase. Yay, try it. Number one, cheers. Cheers. Because, you know, unwinding. Oh, that was nice. That was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. I see what you did there. Unwind. unwind. But yes, we're going to talk about the cultural aspects of it, the psychological aspects of it, what's actually going on in your brain emotionally. And socially, and all of those things, and how you can navigate it um, with your partner and with yourself. Because body image affects all different parts of your life, obviously, but sex can be a really big one. And yeah. We're a sex podcast, so that's what we're going to focus right. on most. So it's how it's affecting your sex life, as well as like your intimacy, too. Yeah. Because it affects, obviously, both. It's how you feel. And I think it's most important to think about how you think about yourself equals well-being. For sure, yeah. How you see yourself affects how you see the world and how you see others and how others see you. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the biggest takeaways is like, you know, there's this notion of people see you differently than how you see yourself, which sometimes can be true, but in terms of body image, often the way you see yourself gives off this, like, vibe that other people really pick up on. Yeah. It's like a confidence and just kind of the way you carry yourself and the way you treat yourself can sometimes ultimately affect how others treat you and see you. Yes. That's mm-hmm. like the same concept of as they say, smile, and the world smiles with you. True. Right? That's sweet. <laughs> oh, thanks. IG helped well, thank us. You helped us. <laughs> he likes it so much. He had to give a shout out. Yeah. Um, yeah, that like positive self-talk. That's definitely a, a goal of mine for 2021 is like more positive self-talk because I feel like not just women, people in general, they're really hard on themselves. Yes. And I would never be as hard on someone else as hard as I am on myself. That's therapy 101 right there. Right? That's what I work on with like 80% of people, including myself, because originally I'm from Europe and we're a harsh people. We are. And I'm very, definitely the same thing. I'm, even though I'm in this field and what I've done it for a mm-hmm. long time now, like seven years in, I am still also 
harsh on myself in a lot of ways because it's just the culture, including the culture here. I think the Western culture is very much so be hard on yourself, be work harder, but like in a negative way versus being a positive way. And definitely in these last years, the research shows that the more positive that you are, the more you can grow in a healthier way. It's like you can get to the same results, but by being nicer versus being evil to yourself. Yeah, and oftentimes when you're nicer to yourself, you're actually more open. So then those good things come to you, Mm -hmm. whether it's the promotion, the relationship, whatever it is, whatever it is. Yeah, um, those good things often come to you because you're more open and inviting and you have just a good energy around you that people want to be around. Yeah. And I always tell people, like, if you want to be, like, if you're not going to be nice to yourself, like, what do you expect? Like, you're supposed to be your own biggest cheerleader or your own biggest fan. This idea that if you had a friend that talked to you the way that you talked to you, would you be your friend? Usually the answer is no. Usually the answer is no. But I've been thinking about that to really really objectively take it out of your head. Yeah, Yeah. And, like, say, hey, no, like... Not okay to talk to yourself like that. Not okay to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, ugh, I would fix that. I'd fix this. I'd fix that. Because when you see your friend, you're like, oh, you look great. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, I think about that. Like, would you be your friend? That's always, that's, again, therapy 101. You're enacting it in your own life. It's great. (gasps) It's like rubbing off. You're welcome. (laughs) See? Whoa, 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 whoa. Friendship (laughs) Friendship grows skills. That's a little bit too much positive self-talk. I'm not giving you that much credit. I am doing great. <laughs> I'm, I'm winning. I'm doing great. I don't know what thriving. you're talking about. I am always thriving. 30, flirty, and thriving. Ugh, you have to mention my age range? I mean, we can all hear it in your voice. I think someone just got Did murdered you hear outside. That? Yeah. <laughs> There's like chipmunks outside your window. I know. <laughs> someone just got murdered outside. But we're going to be very calm about it. You know, this isn't a murder podcast, so we don't it's care. It's not. <laughs> Um, now, if they were having sex outside, we had to be by the window. Oh, yes. Okay. Then live stream. <laughs> Facebook live stream. <laughs> live updates. Yes. Yeah, so back to body image. So what is body image? What is this thing? I don't know. What is body image? I don't know. Oh, okay. I asked you first. Well, thanks for tuning in. Um, <laughs> that's our episode. We did no research. Yeah. No, just kidding. Um, what is body image? So... Body image is how one person views themselves and then also how you feel about your body. And a lot of that, it is incorporated culturally, or at least, well, I think, that a lot of it comes off as to what is portrayed at you, and then that's how you're going to feel about yourself. So there's a dual part to it. There's a dual part for it. Yeah, one of it is internal and one of it is external. Yeah, there's how Mm -hmm. you see yourself, and then there's how you think others see you. Mm -hmm. And what you think that everybody wants to see Mm -hmm. that's like i feel like the other part of it right Mm -hmm. because like body image changes through time like if you look through history different body image is considered quote-unquote ideal and that changes all the time like in the 90s you had to be a thin model and almost anorexic and unhealthy called it heroin chic i believe then all of a sudden asses became in that was a good era for me <laughs> and me. <laughs> those little bring on the ass. Those little bubble butts. <laughs> yeah. Bubble butts and everybody stopped caring about boobies. Well, it didn't matter in the nineties either because there was no boobies. So right. It's fine. And then But if you don't have a big butt, you might feel self conscious about that yeah. instead. But before so. you would never not because you were like that was what's in. That's mm-hmm. what happens is it changes at times. In the Renaissance times, right? Fuller was in because that showed you were more affluent and mm-hmm. richer if you were heavier. You mm-hmm. didn't have to go work the fields. Right? There's usually like this <laughs> cultural components with it. <laughs> and then now there's like this shift to 
body positivity, but sometimes I feel like also skewing, in my opinion, skewing a little bit of like creating a new standard or norm. But again, kind of how you just said, if you're not that thing, you're going to feel left out. Yeah. So like, let's say like in the 90s, since I was a teenager, I was like, oh yeah, I fit in because I was a teenager. Mm. Then you're shifting around, right? And then you you don't fit in anymore. Or like, it sets the standard for trying to be like, you have to look this way or there's something wrong with you. Same goes for men, right? I'm not going to exclude you guys because that's completely relevant too. There used to be like a thin frame and a military type like looking person. Then all of a sudden there's those really big wrestler guys. Then there's somebody who's like the rock. And then it changes with time too, right? Like the ideal sexiest man alive. Think about how often they change the person and how different they look. True. That's also a body image. Like, are you trying to be all muscular? Are you trying to be slim? Are you trying, like, what is it, right? Because that's changed through the decades, too. That's also confusing because, again, if you're not that, then you're considered not that hot, right? Yeah, men, it affects uh, just as much as women. Well, not just as much as women. We, they've shown that, it shows that women's women sex more, life are affected more, more than heavily males. by body image than males. Um, think of it similarly to like performance anxiety that a lot mm-hmm. of males have so that's more common obviously in males yes um so um or people that have uh like penises doesn't necessarily have to identify as male but, but people that have penises penis, and have that yeah. genitalia if they're not able to perform in the bedroom then that can lead to a bad sex life because of all that anxiety is inhibiting your ability to enjoy sex mm-hmm. so it works the same way just more commonly in women with the body image where if you think you don't look good and you're constantly worried about mm-hmm. that while you're having sex then you're not going to enjoy the sex so you probably won't even have good sex because you'll be you, like you won't be able to orgasm, right? Well, we talk because it leads to anxiety. Yeah, um, and that's something we talk about in a lot of situations, right? But this definitely does. And then I feel like for men, at least, like women are more inundated with it because I think no matter what, through all decades and stuff, women are the ones who are expected to be more attractiveness consciousness or whatever you want to call it but it's like they're considered the prettier ones right right and males are more able to be like oh they can look distinguished or like that the dad bod was in for a while Some- it's also important i think to note that like we're saying culture a lot which definitely is a big factor in like the family st- like the family structure and all those mm-hmm. kinds of things um but also age plays a big role in like yeah. body image and how we see beautiful and race has played a big role especially in like yes. in America of body image and I think that's important to note too because now we're seeing um different races of people in different ages where they have different body image issues yes. based on what we quote unquote see as ideal and what generation they're in like how I just yeah. talked about in 90s right and then like definitely like it's like okay like African American or if you're Asian you're going to have very different beauty standards right because, because for a while it was European blue eye blonde yeah. white yeah. essentially um, so yeah like a lot of these other races if you're not white then you were seen as not the ideal beauty like mm-hmm. we talked about this when we made that episode months ago for the Victoria's Secret model right that that was one of their big reasons that they're going out of pop- they're not they're not you know Popular they're decreasing anymore. in popularity is because they're not representing the majority of women they were only fitting one mold right and, and then it's outdated and now people are yeah. saying like no actually there's multiple different kinds of beauty beauty is not um objective it is like definitely in the in the eye of the beholder yep. and also beauty isn't defined as one thing ever yeah so and everybody um, knows that but i feel like everybody forgets it because yeah. whatever is being mainstream that's what's paying attention to mm-hmm. right and different cultures have different ways of attaining it right like how we talked about before like in brazil like how high the plastic surgery is so it's like everybody's there is like trying to reach their body image standard by being like i'm gonna go alter it if it's not it's funny it, that you if mentioned it's brazil, not what it is i'm gonna alter it it's funny that you mentioned brazil because i actually heard a story recently of a friend who knows someone who lives in Brazil, she just got plastic surgery on her toes. 
I didn't even know that was a thing. But to be thinking about it, right, and being like, but again, that's true. Like foot models or hand models, right? Like there's prettier toes and prettier hands. And again, it could be like if everything is being idealized as being like this is the ideal, you're trying to reach that ideal. And the way that society um, portrays these body image and kind of just decides with no context out of nowhere this is what's beautiful and then yes. you advertise to that that can lead to a, a whole other slew of these false um kind of like stigmas that we get into where like women have to shave their armpits but men don't have to right you know women have can't have hair on their body but men can't and like those kinds of things those kind mm-hmm. of dichotomy things that literally we're just making up there's no science behind it there's no thing that says like if you have less hair then you're seen blah 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 but we create these constructs through advertising Mm -hmm. that can be a big problem too and that what kind of helps us shape like what we think is quote-unquote beautiful yeah and then we're forced to buy not just women but men too like before yeah we're forced to buy all these different products that um you know makes us think if we don't have this we're not beautiful and it's even like I mean, I, I, I fall into that. Like, if I don't shave for long enough, I'm like, oh, I'm gross. Like, I don't want to look at myself. Right. Like, you I think of it dirty, yourself. Even like, if I'm clean. Yes, right. You know? like, like, you start to not like it because it's so inundated. Like, I know I'm like that. I'm very, like, anti-hair for me. Mm. And it's like, I know that that's something that's, what, I just at some point picked it up and I was like, oh, I don't like hair. And I kind of do get grossed out by it. Like, if I see hair on myself or on somebody else, I'm like, oh, it's gross. Where did that come from? Oh, that's gross. <laughs> it came from, it somehow got placed in my head. I've decided that and I've kept up with it, right? Because it's not, again, it's a natural thing, right? Like some people can't just have hair and they're fine with it. But I'm like, oh. Well, it's interesting you say that because you have that opinion and you'd like to think, and a lot of other people do, yeah. and you'd like to think that that is your own. Like but that's part of I your personality and your choice. But then you realize, it no, it's been somewhere. hammered in my head since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's a part of me, but really it's not. And it can it be. It becomes a part of you, right? Because I yeah. said your reaction to it is being like, oh, I had to take care of it. Like, that's mm-hmm. always still my reaction to It's being like, oh, if I like let my hair grow out a little bit too long and like the legs or like the bikini area, I'm like, oh, right, like, what do you like, do I'm before like, a first like, date? Yeah, I'm like, I shave need it to shave everything. Yeah. And even, even if it's so far and grown with me, it's even if I don't have a date or anything, it's just me. Like, sometimes oh, I'll yeah, be like, sure. I just How need you to see do it. Yourself. Like, it's not even for anybody else. It becomes a me thing. And that's the thing is, like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with shaving or not shaving, but it's why you do it, mm-hmm. I think, is important. Because, like, if you shave because you like the feeling and you like yeah. that post, like, shave feeling of, like, lotion, good. yeah, that mm-hmm. feels great. But it's why you're doing what you're doing, mm-hmm. I think, is what we're trying to get at. Right. And, like, how much of it gets told, again, from an external point. And... In my opinion, it's, like, how often these external points, like, when it comes to body image, all this focus is usually on just, like, what's in at that time. Like, again, like, this body positivity movement right now. Like, I think it's a great idea to call it body positivity. But then Mm -hmm. on the flip side, I feel they start end up shaming other things. Because if you're not in on that type of body image, then they start shaming it. Or, like, Mm -hmm. let's say if somebody, like... When they, like, lose weight right now, it's kind of, like, a shame thing, which well, I like think Adele is kind of interesting. That. Yep, that's what I just thought of, yeah. like, Adele or, like, Rebel Winston. Lizzo or faced Eddie, some of yes. that. Yeah. She faced some of that, yeah, because she did. It wasn't, okay, and that's the part, like, it kind of irks me because it's, like, it becomes such a, I feel like, polarized things where it's, like, you're doing it for a standard that's being created versus the standard for what it's actually for like most of those people when they tell you that they lose weight it's for health it's not only and people forget it's about so hypocritical yeah. because it's like this is a body positivity movement. so you're supposed to include everybody right not so like just decide it shouldn't what matter you're including yeah and i remember lizzo like made this great video about it yes where i saw she, that and i was yeah. like good, good job yeah because she was like fuck y'all she's like mm-hmm. i've 
Um, I've been eating like shit. I wanted. Is it was that what she like wanted to do? No, it was that she posted a video of her working out. Oh, oh yeah, that's what it was. She did a juice cleanse after a vacation when she was eating crappy, and then she was like, "I wanted to feel healthier," and I'm like, "Good for you." And then they were like, "Oh, you're trying to lose weight, starving yourself." And she was like, "No, I was trying to reset because I just went to a trip and I ate. You know, when you go on vacation, she's like, I ate everything in sight. Yeah, that's what people do, and there's nothing wrong with resetting afterwards. It doesn't matter what size you are. Yeah, and I don't think you should be shamed for losing or gaining ten pounds. Like that's not the point of the movement." If you do it healthily, I think if anything, that's a good role model for Mm -hmm. kids to see and people to see is like, yeah, if you want to lose weight because you want to feel better about yourself, there's a way to do it in a healthy way. Or if you're doing it for health purposes, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, let's be real, like excess weight half the time ends up being not healthy. Like we all know that we've learned that like science, right? Like it causes health issues, just like when there's health issues that are causing it. Like let's say whether it is a thyroid or something else. It's an issue that's causing it Mm -hmm. in the first place. So I feel like there's like, I don't know why in all these times when it comes to the body, there's not more focus on just like health of the body and being like let's all agree that we want to be healthy but like what health which doesn't necessarily mean looking skinny versus it just means like are you healthy and lizzo was saying that too like on the flip side because she's gotten so much hate i mean she's super famous so it makes sense but (laughs) (laughs) it comes with fame but um she got that backlash about the juice cleanse but then on the flip side other people were saying she's super unhealthy she eats terrible because she's uh you know she's bigger or whatever she's overweight and then she posted all these videos she's like here's workout videos that i've been taking of myself for the past five years yeah i do personal training i and do, I do I meal weights. planning she's like i'm healthy as fuck don't think just because i look this way i'm not healthy it's kind of like it's it's like that where it's like you said it's so polarized that we're not focusing on health yeah we i mean i say we like a lot no, of people just like are. culture, though. But culture it's hard is a lot to, of times not focusing on It's health. hard to ignore the trolls, I think, especially with social media mm-hmm. and constantly being scrutinized in the public eye and everybody that, you know, you upload a selfie to Instagram or you upload a picture of you in Instagram and, and you're waiting for the likes, you're waiting for the comments. It's a lot. And so body image, I think, now, especially more so than even in the 90s, like we were talking about, <laughs> body image now is a whole new level of... Um, I don't even know what the word is, but it's like a whole new level of awareness, I guess, yeah. of how other people see you. How you're perceived. And it's kind of like, is it I feel like for in? the first time, how pe- other people are seeing you is having a huge impact on how you see yourself. Because before, before social media, you could see yourself a certain way mm-hmm. and kind of be like, fuck the haters pretty, pretty easily. Yeah. Being like, this is how I but feel But now about it's like, if I post a, a picture of me in a bikini online and then... Either one, nobody likes it, or two, someone says like something mean, or what, whatever, a million like other the, things yeah, that can affect could, me negatively. There's going to be a bunch of. Then stuff. I'm going to think I look worse than I did when I posted it because I mm-hmm. posted it. I thought I looked good, right? Mm-hmm. But then if nobody pays attention to it, I'm like, oh, I must not look good because nobody is Nobody's acknowledging, reacting. right? So that's like a huge thing now. I think with social media and really tough if you're younger mm-hmm. and you're growing up and you're a teenager men and women when they're teenagers i mean my god you're right. like constantly under scrutiny because your body's changing and you're you have like acne hormones and, and everything and everything's changing yeah and so that that can really snowball into your sex life when you start having sex and having mm-hmm. sexual experiences um because i know between uh 1972 and 97 the percentage of women unhappy with their bodies doubled from 25% to 56%. That's such that a big jump. Half of women in the 90s did not like the way they looked. 
Because of like what I just said. Because of what we were just talking about. Model generation. Right. I remember because I grew up, we grew up in that. That was our era of what we grew up in of being like adolescents and going in to mm-hmm. our adulthood. So when you mm-hmm. think about it, I think we were very inundated with that because we were in that. And then the shift happened later when we were already older. So I think that that makes sense because it was a very unattainable standard at that time. Yeah. And it's also um, like your activities you do when you're that age. So like, for example, I did a lot of ballet. I had a ballet for years and years and years. And that's another place. And you're constantly looking at yourself in the mirror, comparing yourself to everyone else in a freaking leotard. Nobody looks good in a leotard. (laughs) Like literally nobody looks good in a leotard. I'm sorry. But like I do. No, I'm just kidding. mm Okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, that, there's that positive self-talk. Yes, you but do. I yes, do. queen. Yes, I do. But, you know, like, like leotards leotard. are so whatever, terrible. But, um, yeah, I mean, and I was, and I, and the teachers would, you know, I mean, I had some teachers that would say nasty stuff to the girls that I danced with in front of everyone. It was terrible. It's like super toxic. But when mm-hmm. you're a kid, we didn't have the word toxic to think about. You know, like, that wasn't really something that was no. discussed at that age. I think generation now, like, Gen Z, like now they they're do. kind of more woke in that way. But, yeah, like, when we were, when I was a kid, there was never that thing of, like, oh, that's toxic or that's not good for my mental health. That was never talked about. No. So, like, in the room full of people in a theater, you'd have, you know, my, my ballet master would say something like, oh, my God. Lose some weight, eat some cottage right, cheese or say, something. I was going to say, take that cookie out of your mouth. They would literally say stuff like that. Yeah, and we were just like, like, oh, like, yeah, stop. well, it's, and it's ballet. Like that's yeah. the, and it's like, no, that's super toxic. That's <laughs> terrible. And I'm thinking back now, like, I can't believe that I was around then, just thinking it was just normalized. For that because, whole time. Yeah, because, like, my meter of what what's fucked up and what's not, mm-hmm. I didn't have one because I'm so young. So get that cookie out of your mouth. Get that cookie out of your mouth. Just God it damn it. What's wrong with Give you? it to me. Exactly. Like I'm the teacher, so I can go ahead and punch out. Um, but yeah, so culturally, um, very, very big influence there. But also, there's a influence on family structure. I think that's important to say as well. For women, they found that um, how so, like if you're a woman, for example, and you have a mother figure in your family, um, then the way that mom sees herself can really be projected on either how she talks to you about your body. That makes sense, yeah. Or just how you see yourself because you mirror what she's doing. Mm -hmm. So if you see your mom in the mirror poking at her fat, you're you're just going to start doing that before you even know what that means Mm because when you're a kid, you copy what your parents do, you know. Um, And you learn. That's how you learn about your world, right? Because you're setting up norms by what your family has developed. Right. Norms get passed down from generations. Right. And so also there's like the the psychological phenomenon of projection where right. like when you feel a certain way you project that or you you express those feelings in the way you treat someone else onto others yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so unfortunately a lot of the times parents can do that and i think with our generation millennials like our parents were boomers right i guess that's yeah, yeah right yeah boomers because they were in the last before then sure i mean i guess it could be gen x yeah boomers slash gen x depending on where you are in the millennial scale but um yeah, I mean, when in those generations, like mental health was really not discussed at all. No, hardly ever. Yeah, at least in America. And so, oh, oh no, in other places, even less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> if anything, I could tell you right now, mental health is just coming around. Yeah. Coming around the bend. <laughs> coming around is a new thing. <laughs> but yeah, so projection was a really big thing. Yeah. Because parents had these insecurities. I mean, I, my parents have a bunch of insecurities that they pushed on me, and it took me a long time to be like an adult and realize process it. Yeah. And then, you know, actively work to get rid of those. But if I 
didn't grow up in the time that we are in right now where that's okay to do that mm-hmm. kind of self-realization, I would probably just harbor all those feelings and then I have a kid and then and I then do the same thing to them. Yep. So it's like a really a generational thing that, yeah, there's these cultural influences, but it's mm-hmm. also on the individual familial structure level. Of like what's being listened to and what's trying to be attained. Right. What's beautiful, what's not. No man's going to want you with a body like that. Like stuff like that, you know. Right. Like how parents say, or like, again, mm-hmm. it's like how you're dressing them up, right? Like family photos. It's like parents dress up their daughter and son and however they want them to look right or it's like being like oh are you if you're athletic it's like you're expected to look a certain way right or if you're how you said like if you're doing a certain thing like ballet or something else or if in that family if you're not fitting in even in your family's cultural norm that's what a lot of shame can start like if you're the odd one out right right you look different or you don't look how everybody else does a lot of time that causes a lot of shame, anxiety, and guilt for something that there's not even any actual guilt that should be happening, but you feel guilty that you're not matching up to the standards of what you're in. Right. And that's that's the part, the shame, guilt, and anxiety is what feeds into the intimacy problems. Like when it comes to self-esteem, not self-esteem, <laughs> body image and how it affects sex and sex drive. That's one of the main things in all the studies that show up is that when somebody has shame and anxiety about one's own body, then it leads to avoidance of physical closeness and reduced sexual satisfaction. So then when somebody has poor body image, they often are self-conscious. They don't want to do things like initiate sex or have sex, or if they are having sex, that's how we talked about in other episodes, you're in your head can't focus Mm -hmm. you're not into it you're not orgasming you're not enjoying it right or you're just busy thinking about again like well how does my butt look in this angle and then you're not in the moment of what's happening who's touching you how's it going how's it feel yeah or just being like i'm going to avoid it altogether because i look monstrous right or being like right like that sexual thing of being like oh the lights need to be off (laughs) because you can't see my body that's true that's exactly where that came from Mm -hmm. yeah or having it like considered kinky to have the lights on it's like it's it's not kinky it's just what you look like you're just yeah you're just having sex with somebody yeah that's their body (laughs) all these um all these like products too that they have you buy like oh if you're going on a first date where you're spanks and i'm like well why if the goal is to have sex like yeah i never understood that like push up bras spanks all that stuff suck it in they'll suck it out exactly i'm like that that makes no sense to me because i'm like okay you might look good in that moment but it's not real and if they want to have sex with you in the dark you don't know don't oh that's true yeah you see you just hear a bunch of unzipping you're like Like, wow for one dress that's a lot of (laughs) zippers and buttons get any of the covers <laughs> you just hear grunting like getting out of the sphinx well and that's what happens yeah. right <laughs> yeah like because how else are you gonna get out of them that is that is how it's gonna how it's gonna happen but all of that comes down to this idea of body image and how you feel about yourself right because if you felt comfortable with yourself you'd be like i don't need those sphinx or even if you did wear the Sphinx because you're like, I want to look nicer in this outfit, you'd have no problem taking it all off later and be like, this is what I look like when we're going to be intimate and naked. Right. And I'm still going to be into it. Right. Because sometimes it's like, that could be like, that could go two ways too. Right. It could just be like, I want my clothes to fit nicer. Or like when somebody's wearing like a nice suit or like whatever. Well, yeah. And again, I think it goes back to do whatever you want, but, but be do it for you. when you're ready to be your real yeah but also like do it for you right like if you want to wear spanx because you like the way they look on you and it makes you feel beautiful by all means wear spanx Mm -hmm. don't wear spanx because you don't think the person you're going on the date with will think you're attractive if you don't wear them Mm -hmm. so it's not about what you're doing whether you should do or whether you shouldn't do and i think that was the thing we're getting at too with like lizzo with the juice cleanse and stuff where it's like she's not saying you should do a juice cleanse or you shouldn't 
she's saying is something she wanted to do for herself and it's healthy for her. It makes her feel good. And I think right. that's like the point is that there's all these different beauty standards. And I mean, that's, that's a whole other issue of like what we see as beautiful when beautiful doesn't have a definition, but um, it's also about like your actions, like take a second and think about, okay, why am I doing what I'm doing? Am I doing it because I like the way it makes me feel and it makes me feel beautiful or am I doing it because I need other people's um, gratification approval. and approval to feel beautiful? Mm-hmm. And that's a problem because yeah. then you're never going to be satisfied. Yeah. And it is all about that like inner critic and what you're saying to yourself. And that's why this type of topic does affect women more. At least like, you know, that's what all the studies show and everything is that it really messes with women's head, especially when it comes to being in bed. The body image thing is more affecting of women and their sexual desire um more than men mm-hmm. like it affects women's ability to even become aroused um men can be like body conscious but they usually doesn't interfere with their sexual function as much as for women like right. in practice more women are usually the ones who are more uh, in distress because of it have the negative body image and then those thoughts re- re- disrupt the actual sexual enjoyment and desire and even responsiveness so how mm-hmm. you talked about before being aroused or being able to orgasm or being able to even initiate or enjoy the sexual activity mm-hmm. because of these thoughts that keep interfering and become kind of like intrusive because mm-hmm. that's what happens. Your inner critic is an intrusive voice. Then you're not even able to be like, hey, at the basics, I like this. Because mm-hmm. at that time, you no longer even do. You can't even get aroused to even get to it. Yeah. And also, I think it's important to note that people who menstruate, so like even if you don't identify as a woman, but you menstruate, they tend to have more hormonal fluctuations than people that don't, mm-hmm. which means you're just your body's going to fluctuate more in terms of its reaction. Some people go through puberty, have no acne, everything's golden. Majority <laughs> of people, that's have not the some. case, you know. Um, and at least for like people that menstruate, um, before you hit. Oh my god, I'm blanking on what it's called. Menopause. Oh, I was just gonna say menopause plays <laughs> really into you, that's Well, so even funny. before you hit menopause, yeah. you have a shit ton of reactions. Then you hit menopause and you think, cool, I'm not Hormones. menstruating anymore. Yeah. But then after that, that's a whole other set of hormone imbalances that you have to navigate. So like your body's constantly changing. So if you're constantly fighting your own body, you're never gonna be happy. Right, because you're busy being against and interesting that you say about menopause, because that's gonna be the next thing that I said. That a lot of times for when menopause happens, like, obviously the hormones change. And then there's a big reason for loss of libido for women at that point because mm-hmm. of that. But another big part of why women who, after they've gone through menopause, lose their sense of desirability is because of how they're being looked at from the outside world. Like, women often complain at that time of not being able to, like, turn men's heads or feel deflated as their attractiveness, attractiveness quote-unquote, scale is l- decreasing. And then when they decrease in that, then their libido in turns decrease. And then then they feel like they're not being desired in that type mm-hmm. of way. And then it takes away their sexuality track because they're like, oh, I'm not turning heads. Oh, I'm not attractive. Oh. Like another, no um, another big one that I can think of is like pregnancy. Mm-hmm. That's a big one where these warped ideal beauty standards uh, really come into play. Because like, you know, if you're carrying a life, that's awesome. And that's great. And that's beautiful. We don't see that it's beautiful. I think that's starting to shift and change with, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, Victoria's Secret model show is no longer really a thing. And like Rihanna's Fenty show is like way more body positive, And that's great mm-hmm. that I'm seeing it shift. But that's a huge thing, too, with pregnant women. Right. All over the place. Um, that it's not seen as beautiful, that you're not seen as sexual. 
you know, all these, all these different kinds of aspects. Um, and again, it's something that's natural. That is great if you're carrying life. But for some reason, we see it as like, ew, gross, don't touch her. Yeah, like don't sexual yeah. or don't sexualize her. Like usually how we talked about in pregnancy things. Yeah, that we, it's I think like, we had it's like, Yeah, remember, that, yeah. it's like, oh, fe- like your rational fears of like, oh, I'm going to hurt the baby or you can't have sex with a pregnant woman or yeah. they're not even aroused because they're busy right. <laughs> carrying life. Even though, as we talked about in the hormones, it's the exact opposite of what's happening. But yeah, it's like this idea that pregnancy. it's like, no, you're now you're off limits because you're doing something super important. And the sexuality side gets completely shut off. Just like the different like stages of life, right? Like sexuality gets, I think, shut off and di- desirability-wise. Like the older that you get, people, especially women, become less sexualized because mm-hmm. the ideal sexual one, right? It's like usually a young, perky. But then when you look at statistics person. of like nursing homes and stuff, like those are where some of the highest STIs yes. are because because they're actually don't getting fuck. it on. Right. And at that point, they definitely. I would hope that by that age, you no longer care about your body image. You're just right? ready to bone. Be like, we're all gonna die. Let's, Let's get do at this it. thing, but start wearing condoms, please. They're like, it doesn't the STIs no, are out I of understand why they do that. Though. We will do an episode about older sex later on, but yes. I understand that mindset because I would imagine, like, what does it matter? I'm dying soon. I can do whatever <laughs> I want. I know that would be the type of old person Stick it in that there. I expect that I would be. I'd be like, I don't care. I can do all the drugs, all the sex, all oh, the I'm doing all the drugs. Because it's almost over. So why not really, really lean into that it's almost over mindset? All the drugs. Even All though that's not, that's not healthy, but that's just what I imagined. Yeah. So why not just lean But it is body it. positive. <laughs> like, just get, get at it. Yeah. Get at it, Grandma. Oh, don't think about it, though, right? See, it's, again, it does, it's not arousing to think about. Like, they're having fun, but when you think about it, aren't you, like... Yeah, not a, yeah. Not a, no, like, it's again, definitely a social aroused, construct. Again, but... I'm thinking like perky, like right, young, hot. But that's a that's athletic, an American thing. Athletic. That's definitely an American thing because <laughs> I was reading about this uh, woman who was born in America and then lived in France for twenty. She's she's living in France currently and she's lived there mm-hmm. for twenty five years and so she's become an older woman there. in France. Mm-hmm. And same kind of thoughts like that she had from her American upbringing, which was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm older now. I don't really have sex. Or if I do, it's like, oh, wow, how lucky am I that I had sex over 50, you know, Oof. or someone saw me sexual. And she goes, in France, it's totally different. Like women are celebrated um, at older ages. Mm-hmm. The sex life is like thriving there. Um, you know, the, the amount of like sexual attention that she gets is mm-hmm. like she's like oh my god it made me feel like i was in my 20s again but it's like here it's not a big deal right it's not seen as like oh you're and she's like and i'm not like an exception it's like this is the norm like there you know? it's just a norm and yeah i mean it's actually sexual peaks is older for both males and females than you would like imagine i don't remember what it is right now but i know in statistics that like our peaks are women i think women in is your like 30s right 30s i yeah. don't remember what men are late 20s men is 20 30s seven <laughs> 27 27 you're yeah. making that up no i'm not i'm getting oh. statistics being g- delivered to me oh by I'm that i'm that by good. the chip that from the vaccine yes oh by the vaccine i haven't gotten it yet <laughs> oh dang it can't blame that the 5g chip no i have the inner inserted thing. <laughs> i have the inner i have an inner sister mm. Mm-hmm. An inner sister. <laughs> an inner assistant. Oh, and he's an inner sister. Inner I'm like, what? what? I'm losing my mind. What's in this wine? Wait, hold on. I got the vaccine. No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I haven't gotten the vaccine. I haven't Sadly. Either. So, even though I do work with people. 
Anyway. That's off topic. <laughs> I was talking about sexuality and the averages. So 35 for women, 27 for males. It's older than you would think, right? Because usually you're like vitals, like really young. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It gets older. So even when you're at your peak of wanting to do it and having performance, it's I later. also read something interesting in Psychology Today about that, where it's talking about how we misconstrue sexual peaks mm-hmm. as uh, with impulse control. Oh, okay. So you think... That when you're a teenager, you're at your sexual peak because you're fucking all the time. So you're just not having impulse control. But it's really, yeah, it's just impulse control. So you fuck everything that you see because you have no impulse control. It's not because you're sexually at your peak. It's because you can't control your... I was going to say, it's not even great because you're not at any peak. The the reason why it's called peak is because you can actually have, like, good sex. (laughs) Right. And so I always thought that was funny that people are like, oh, I I peaked, like, quote unquote. at didn't peak. No, you just had no impulse control. So you think that you did all this stuff because you just didn't know what to do and what not to do Mm -hmm. but like now that you're older yeah you are sexually peaking because your body actually is like fully developed you don't have to worry about these hormone changes as much as you did when you were a teenager and so it's it's not about sexual peaking it's about like impulse yeah (laughs) yeah exactly you don't have to like you don't get a boner from just like can stay erect (laughs) that was it health desk contribution oh yeah Just as a reminder. To clarify, he doesn't have his pants on. Because I feel like no one sees this on video. <laughs> Nobody sees what's happening no. right now. It just sounds like I'm like, oh, I had your penis. So hey, look, I- IT helped us. Wow, what a penis. He just walks around with his penis erect. Just as a reminder. We are very body positive here at Sex Queens. <laughs> we just walk around naked when we yeah. film. I mean, film. We're not even filming. I know. Record. Can you imagine if we did? We'd only be able to release it on certain websites. Ooh, it would be YouTube banned. YouTube would be banned. Yeah. That'd be very... Very Rounchy. scandalous. <laughs> scandalous. She's just walking around with erections out. Erections out. Erections out, everybody. Um, it is Sunday. But yeah, also, also <laughs> this is kind of a side note, but speaking of the body image movement and, and body positivity movement, how we're, I think we're, we are going in the right direction. Like we said, there's trolls everywhere, <laughs> but, but we, like, are we are going in the right direction. Because like I said, even yeah. having these conversations, like we didn't have when we were younger. Yeah. That's awesome that the younger generation is doing that. But, um, and people the, are defending it, which makes yeah. it better to be like, wait, I don't have to. But think another that place way. that's body image, like, like we said, media plays a huge role, but a, one particular spot is uh, video games, mm. which I've noticed a lot. Um, my partner plays video games a lot, but also, like, I play video games. Anybody that's played any video game can say, like, the men in there are jacked, like little six-pack, GI Joe's, what I was talking about. Typically like, lighter skin rock. tone. Yeah, whatever. And so, like, now. That and the women have like huge boobs. They have huge boobs, tiny waist, tiny waist. Like and like Angelina Jolie back in that day. Right. I mean, she portrayed that, but that was it, right? Like tiny boobs, no waist, and right. like you're running around kicking ass when you have no muscle. Very interesting. Right. Again, usually lighter skin tone from back in usually, the day. Usually, yes, yeah. But now it's starting to become more customizable, which is good. But still, even if it's customizable, like for example, if you can customize the skin tone, still like the physical body Looks is still seen as yeah the same. But the video game that came out recently, Cyberpunk, um, you're like, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. But so Cyberpunk came out and there was this video that's been in, that was like, took like eight or nine years to make. And now they have like glitches and stuff with it, whatever. But one big thing in it was that you can um, edit your genitalia. Oh. So So for example, you can have boobs. But then you can have a penis. At the same time. Yeah. And and so many people that I talked to about that were like, yeah, I don't get that. Like, why you would want to edit your dick? Why you like, why does it matter? Yeah. Because it's not like you're seeing it. Like, you wear why pants. Yeah, like, there's... Why you... You can't walk around uh-huh. naked in the game. But I was like, no, that's awesome because for the first time... You can actually adjust your genitalia. You can see your avatar as yourself. Yeah. 
You know, so if you are trans, you can make an avatar that really represents you because you're navigating in this world. Like when you play a video game that's first person, that's representing you. And there's for years, it's been somebody that doesn't really quite look like you. Mm -hmm. But now you can have someone that looks like you, however it is. Like physically, like how you're saying the physical aspect, right? That if you have more choices to physically choose from, you could make something look like you, right? Because it's like I can get an avatar made of myself. Right. And then I could actually look at myself or they can turn me into like a Barbie. And they could maybe look kind of like me, but it's not going to be me. It's going to be like that. How right. Said, and like, then every time you look at it, you're like, me, oh, right? I wish I was like, video game. It's kind of not like yeah. me, but it would be like, yeah. Yeah. And like a lot of people play video games and they have someone that doesn't look like them, of course. But having that option, I think especially for me, it's the sex organs that really mm-hmm. is like, that's amazing that that's they're doing really that. That's a really great addition. Because for the first time, I think ever, people that are people that are trans can make an avatar that looks like them or represents who they are. And I and think that's fantastic. Then that just also represent a representation of sex in general, right? Like you right. can pick your sex organs. That's huge. Cause then that's being like, it's not shut in in a closet somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's like you have sex organs. And I also think like, you well, know, that too, that, yeah, it's like not shaming avatars, it. Like, right, yeah, it's not shaming it. It's being like you're well. actually choosing an organ because that's a good point. That is a part of you. Like think about Barbie and Ken, just cause even just the most they don't have organs. Get. Oh yeah. And then there is that you do have organs, right? Or like Sims, like who knows if they had genitalia back in the day. Meet more. Meet more. But yeah, no, that's definitely a good point. And also in video games, like, even when you're naked naked, like, the most naked you can get is in your underwear. But you can't get naked. You can't get naked naked. You can't get, like, porno naked. Can't see no titties. Hmm. Yeah. And see, you think you can see titties and penis. You can. You're being, you know, like, what if your avatars are having sex? Shouldn't they be naked? Yeah. Was it called in Sims? Shouldn't there be, yeah, shouldn't there be an option for them to actually have sex? Woohoo! I always liked that when you played Sims and they had sex, and there would just be this like distant voice going, "Woohoo!" Sex, they're naked. Yeah, but I think that yeah. that is a huge step forward to have sex parts talked about. And again, I think we are making steps in the right direction. But sometimes I think with body image, we also need to focus a little bit inward, what we don't do a lot of. Like that's my personal PSA or my personal thoughts, I guess. But I think that there's. A lot of times with the body, not enough focus inward of like being like, great, that's what you look, but uh, what do you feel like? And not just what you feel like emotionally, but what do you feel like physically? And I think that needs to be a big um, component of it. So yeah, let's talk about how, if you're having these body image issues. Yeah, how to kind of turn down that critic. Yeah. Because that's a part of it, right? It's like, what can you do with it? Crank that bitch down. Um, And part of it is decreasing negative talk and adding more positive talk. Exactly what you were talking about. It's something that's very needed. It's being, number one, first aware of the inner inner critic. And when you're anticipating it during those sexual moments, you can change it around. And have replacement thoughts such as you're entitled to sexual pleasure. Sex will bring more closeness and bonding to yourself and your partner and, like, you know, those around you. So having that... And that goes back to mindfulness 101, because those are all the basics, to notice your thoughts and be in the moment, as we always talk about. That's a big part of it. And Mm -hmm. not judging. This is the biggest part of mindfulness when it comes to sexuality, is not judging and being curious. Because sex is all about not judging and being curious. That's the best way that you can have it. So it's going back to those basics of being in touch with not judging, but putting yourself in there and breathing Mm -hmm. half the time, right? Remembering to breathe and remembering to just be in that moment. And focus the attention, as we talked about before, sensations and your partner and yourself versus the other things. Acknowledging Mm -hmm. how much you're enjoying it, right? Acknowledging how much you're liking the act. All of those different things. Another boost for self-esteem and how you see yourself is, um, and this is like, this has a neurological component as well, is exercise. Um, Exercise boosts. 
serotonin levels, dopamine levels. Uh, those endorphins are, you know, flying around. And it makes you feel good. Everybody knows that. But challenge yourself to take it a step further that make it like make it like a goal. So don't make it I want to look this way, but like make it either I want to learn how to defend myself or I want to be able to lift something heavy. You know, like a, a different goal just based on vanity. And like right. this past year. Because it gives year, you a different goal set to actually attain. Well, yeah. And it's and it's more, it will likely last. I mean, research, research why is that why word so hard? Research. today? Did we briefing ourselves? Research has shown <laughs> that long-term physical exercise is often maintained more when you're enjoying what you're doing. Than if you're just doing it to look a certain way. Which if you're doing it for a sense. finite reason. Which totally makes sense. Because then it's an inner motivator versus an external motivator. Right. And so like this past year, for example, I started taking up kickboxing. Right. Because I wanted... But the reason I did is because I live in a city and I'm a woman. And I wanted to learn self-defense. Because like there was some stuff that started to go down in my neighborhood. Right. So... I learned, I learned self-defense, and then as a result of enjoying what I'm doing and enjoying learning a skill, I actually do exercise more often now, and because I am healthier, and it. I have lost weight, not because I tried to lose weight, but because I did an activity that I enjoyed and made me feel accomplished and made me feel good, and so then I started doing it for myself. Thanks, I know. No. Beautiful. But, great? like, it made me feel good, you know? And for so many years before that, I hated running on treadmills. I hated doing all that bullshit. I'm not the kind of person that likes going to a gym. They're boring. Yeah. you know why? They're unnatural. I just read a little tidbit about that. There's this new book that came out. It's about <laughs> exercise. It's called, like, unex- I don't know, unexercise. I need to, I don't remember the full fact, but... Basically, that exercise is unnatural in the form that we do it because we used to like gather and hoard. So, like doing it in this type of way mm. is unnatural, like running so and we, throwing spears. And- yeah, like yeah. but like for a purpose versus like controlled. Right. So we really have to. That's why we really have to pump ourselves up and enjoy it because the way that we're trying to do it is not natural. Right. And the thing is, is like, don't like you're you would never do so, anything else. You wouldn't do it if you really didn't like it. Like, you don't eat, you don't cook food that you don't like how it tastes, right? right? Especially for yourself. Yeah, like, if you're at home and you're cooking, you're you're not going to cook something something you you don't like to eat. So why would you exercise in a way that you don't like? That's just stupid. That's just a a bad idea. Mm. And you're not going to get the results you want. I don't care how much you exercise. You're not going to get that goal weight or that goal or whatever it is. No, because you're not going to Because you're not enjoying yourself. And so also, all those negative feelings are going to inhibit the good benefits of exercise anyway. So it's all these things where it's like we're just pick such an activity. a PSA today about health. Go hiking, you know, like if you want to take the exercise route, go hiking, play a sport, learn a skill, something that you're going to be engaged in. Something or um, like even in quarantine, um, the social aspect of working out has been really good for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like zooming with your friend and working out with them. Yeah. Then it's the social aspect. You know, it's yes. not about oh, I have to do this to lose weight or look a certain way. It's, it's oh, I get to see my friend and it's something we share. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one too. Um, so physical exercise is a really good way to overcome that. Also, another thing is like finding clothes or a hairstyle that you genuinely think you look really good in, regardless of like what's in or what's fashionable. Mm, Cause it boosts your own self-confidence. Cause you're going to be like, I own this. Right. Because like, for example, I mean, we, we've gone back to this a lot, but like when we were teenagers, <laughs> Hip huggers were the thing, right? Oh, like yeah, early two thousands. Yes, hip huggers yes. were the thing. Like Christina with your, Aguilera, with your Britney Spears. Sticking out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, so yeah. <laughs> we were such less. But um, <laughs> excuse me, don't shame. I'm not. Sli- I'm not shaming. But that's what used to be the thing. Yeah, thong. yeah. Like remember the dirty Christina Aguilera video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So dirty. <laughs> Made me clutch my pearls. 
did it? No. No. Um, but that's what was in that. Hey, my mom and clutched her pearls became, and then when I dressed high, like that. And then now it became more high-waisted, but then you could show your crop top. So see, it like switched from bottom to top. Well, yeah, but, but the thing is, is like when those hip hugger jeans were out, it was tough for me because I've always had wide hips. Always, always had wide hips. And it was really hard for me to find pants that fit. So I'd end up buying, and I was like very petite, but I'd end up buying like size 12 and above pants because oh, it was the only things that would fit my hips. Fit well. But then it would be baggy in my legs and yeah. Oh my gosh, guess what? We shared a problem, but for a di- yeah. also because di- I've always had that, how we just said earlier in the day, bubble butt. Um, so bubble, same thing bubble, for bubble, it butt. to be able to fit nicely on top. That and it made me feel was, quote that unquote meant that fat. Like, loose yeah. on my legs so yeah. i just felt like i had chicken legs yeah and then for it to fit on my and then also for me extra bonus i have long legs so i was flooded so mm. i just had all types of bonuses when i was younger but yeah like, like that <laughs> conversely now just like you said where now it's high-waisted yeah so then maybe girls that don't have a big butt or have more of that like square mm-hmm. you know would look good in hip huggers they should wear hip huggers so it's also tough because of what's in. Of what's in, yeah, because, like, it just might not be as readily available to buy. So, like, what you're going to look good in. It's yeah. like, because everybody has something. as best you can, like, try and pick a style that you genuinely think looks good on you um, and go with it. Yeah. doesn't matter whether it's in or not. You can also wear stuff that's fashionable that still looks good on your body type. Like, mm-hmm. I think now there's a lot more options, way more so than, like, decades ago, for sure. Yeah. But um, find a style that makes you feel sexy makes you feel good and go with it you know wear that feel beautiful and then it'll increase increase that body confidence Mm -hmm. and then some of the other things i have another few tidbits for like when you're actually during actual sex one main thing is sleeping with somebody that you're comfortable with (laughs) like being able to have better sex right it's finding somebody that you're super comfortable with and then you're not going to worry about what you look like because you're comfortable with that person and you're ready to relax and be engaged so i feel like that's a really important one also our favorite thing ever and that we're going to say in every episode don't fall into the societal standards and just communicate Yep. Communicate how you're feeling, what you're thinking. Maybe there's one position that you're going to be more comfortable with over the other. That's something to talk about with a partner. Like maybe mm-hmm. you think you look really good standing up, so you want to have sex standing up. Maybe you think really good if you're spread out in a certain position. Do that and mm-hmm. communicate and say why you like it or why you don't like it. Say why you maybe don't like your breasts touched or you like your butt touched because of some personal thing. And yeah. the more that you share, the better your sex is If you is don't like be. a position because like your stomach hangs down and don't you may think do it makes it. you feel unsexy, don't do that Revamp position. It. That's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do the different. So again, every episode all the time, I think I'm going to write a book one day that just <laughs> called communicate and every single life problem. The answer is just going to be one word. Communicate. Cause that's what we say all the time. So I think my book will cheese. just say, Oh, communicate, communicate yeah. and eat cheese yeah, and, and cheese. communicate. Um, the other things would be self-reflect on who you are and what you actually want. And then don't worry or stress too much about your actual self sex appeal. That goes into like overthinking. It's like how we talked about stop that inner critic, stop overthinking and overanalyzing. Just think about who you are. Because part of sex is just being who you are, not about what you're looking like. It's you're bringing your energy to it. You're not only bringing your body, you're bringing yourself. That's the thing, too. Yeah, it's like you you are <laughs> giving us one life. Sex. You're giving us one life with this one body. Mm-hmm. This one set of experiences that only you can have. You really want to waste all that time feeling Pressuring. bad about the fact that you're 
that you don't look like someone else, you're not having the same experiences as someone else, it's bullshit. Because guess what? You're never going to look like that other person. No. I don't care if you get all the plastic surgery in the world. <laughs> you're not going to look like that other person. You're still going to be you. You're still going to be you. Yeah. If anything, if you get like way too much work done and you rush it and you go to a bad doctor, then you're look not, li- you're not like, like a goofy you person to someone. Yeah. That you're still not, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, you're given this one experience, this one body. Yeah. So, like, why would you not love the shit out of it? And honestly, when you love it, other, you will see yourself as more beautiful. You. I and think, yeah, that's really why I like, like that idea. Like, I mean, we talk about science yeah. and we talk about psychology, but like, and I know this isn't a scientific term, but it's like there really is a glow yes. to someone that really Who's, loves themselves and yes. is really secure. You know it when they walk in the room. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody knows somebody like that. I know somebody like that. I'm working on becoming that mm-hmm. version of myself. But I know people like that where you can just tell. Like, they walk in a room and they love themselves and they know themselves and you can say anything and they're just like, pew, 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 with the haters, you know? Thank you for acknowledging that. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Humility of the Year Award goes to. (laughs) That's sweet. But that's so true, though, right? That, like. It's like a glow. It's like an aura that you have around you. You draw it in, or how I'm saying it's like how you're going to have the most fun when it comes to intimacy or sex, right? It's just being you. Half the time, like, think back to your best sexual experiences. It was about probably being in the moment and two people just being themselves. Like, usually they're the funnest experiences. It's not, if you think back on it, half the time I bet that most people's best sexual experiences are not based on who you thought looked the best or somebody they had, whatever. It's how you enjoyed that moment. It has nothing to do with somebody looks. I bet you can't even remember half the time what they looked like, but you do remember when you had a really good experience and you felt really good. Right. It's more about the feeling versus how that other person looks. So, you know. Bring it. Tell that but voice inside energy, that energy. to and shut the fuck up, yeah. you're beautiful. And stop pressuring yourself, because there is no pressure. Especially no. not when it comes to sexuality. There's no pressure. Yeah, it's there's just, really no it's pressure. It's just fun. I know that the beauty industry and the fashion industry and media and all these different outlets tell you that there's rules, but there's really no rules. The rule is just I mean, maybe fun. don't walk outside naked, because that technically is illegal, but... Just like we can't film ourselves naked, which again, because technically that gets banned from places. That's why we but, don't have a film podcast. But we can be positive enough to be like, it's fine. Right. But there is no, but like, seriously speaking, there is no rules. There are, there are, there are no rules. Um, you Good can grammar. wear, you can wear what you want. You can dress how you want. You can look how you want. You can exercise or not exercise how you want. Eat whatever it is. Do what makes you feel good because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're going to be mentally, it's so much healthier yeah. to do what you felt you wanted to do that makes you feel good inside. And that's why it's inside to do what somebody and else told out. you to do. That's why it's inside and out. Your insides yeah. have to feel good. And again, you have to feel healthy. Like think about those weeks when you feel healthy and you feel like you're on top of your game, whatever that means. That's when you're doing that glow, right? Or that's when you're like, yeah, I could take that on. I could do that. And all of a sudden you're positive and all of a sudden you probably would be more horny or interested that week because you're feeling good right because like if you're if you're like waxed and you have your hair done and you're wearing like the trendiest clothes and you look maybe amazing to people but but inside inside you're depressed or yes and panic attacks that's going to shorten your life so if you're not paying attention to that you're not even going to live that long anyway so is it really worth looking how you think you look is good you know we're not going to live that and you're not going to enjoy your experiences right you have to be in the moment to enjoy the experiences right whatever it is so, so basically, we're just saying, just be you, guys. Just be you. But healthy and happy. Healthy and happy. Inside and out. Mm. And don't worry about what the media has to say. I think that those are our takeaways, right? Calm down that inner critic. 
be comfortable with yourself, mm-hmm. learn what you really like and what that is, what you feel, what you like feeling good in, especially when it comes to intimacy, mm-hmm. and then just go for it. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Couldn't How you said it better myself. One life, one body, go for it. One life, one body. One life, one body, one love. No, <laughs> one love. That's just from the song, though. So, but <laughs> you do have one life and one body. It is really yours. Like, that's not a joke. It is yeah. yours. So go for what you're going to enjoy because nobody else is living it for you. You are. You're and remember that uh, there's a lot of trolls out there and fuck Forget the haters. Them. Fuck the haters. Who are they? Fuck the trolls. Do they matter? Not to you. No. Enjoy yourself. They're very loud with very small brains. Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy. Enjoy yourself. Awesome. Well, and thank that's you. That's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, let us know your body positivity journey, your body image journey, how that affects your sex life, whether you have discovered something about your body image in past 2020 or that self-talk because I know that's a big thing as well Mm -hmm. Um, as always please make sure to follow us on social media we're on Instagram and Twitter our handle on both of those platforms is sexqueenspod s-e-x-q-u-e-e-n-s-p-o-d you can also always always email us with your questions concerns episode requests or if you want to be a guest on our show we're always open to that you can email us at sexqueenspod at gmail.com And as always, to wrap up the show, we don't know why you came, but we're glad you did. See you next time, queens. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.